Welcome to episode 13 of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And today we are going to drink beer. We are going to talk about the nightmare that was week one. We're going to handle some burning questions and we are going to look ahead to week two. But first, Craig, it is my turn to hand you a mystery glass. So you're looking that over. Let me tell you what you're about to enjoy. Okay. It is a beer from Collective Arts Brewing, which is based up in Canada. It is called Ransack the Universe. Mm. Fruity. 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 Definitely dark. You cannot see through it in a light. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't come across as an unfiltered, but it does come across as dark. All right. I'll try this now. All right. He's going to try this. We did try a previous beer from them called Saint of Circumstance. I think Craig's going to like this one even better. We went back for a second sip. Oh, here it comes. Huh. Definitely citrus. Yep. Citrus IPA. Yep. Grapefruit. Really? Grapefruit. Okay, now I got to go to mine because I, I, every time we do this, have you ever noticed this? <clears throat> yeah. I say, oh, this is really good beer. Craig's like, yeah, you can taste the grapefruit. And I'm like, grapefruit? And then I go back and now I taste it. Like the whole thing with yep. the banana and the Heffenweizen from a couple yep. weeks ago. All right, well, you start talking. Okay, yeah, hopefully Laura won't hear that episode. Or she oh, no, she already knows. Anymore. Oh, perfect. Well, she still might drink it. Maybe. Oh, he's tasting it. He's tasting it. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. How did I miss that the first couple times through? Yep. Excuse me. So. Um, no, we were the the day you had to work. I think what was it? Uh, Labor Day, mm-hmm. and we went to a picnic. Um, one of our other friends, Deb, who does listen to our podcast. So hi, Deb. Um, she kind of made a joke about what was it? You're not supposed to tell Laura, and of course, once you tell Laura that something's not supposed to know, she's gonna find out about it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. we were he- we were like badgered. I knew I was done at that point. So it was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about Hefeweizens and bananas and blah, blah, blah. But don't worry. Her response was, I've never tasted banana. I'm not even going to remember this conversation. So I will continue to enjoy Hefeweizens. Okay, good. So yeah, we got away with All that right. one. Nice. So nice. what we did not get away with Uh-oh. is a solid week one in the NFL. That was horrible. My goodness. The Bills are in first place in the AFC East. Are they the only team that won? Yes. That's right. Miami didn't play. The Jets lost. The Chiefs upset the Patriots. Um, yeah, so Bills are in first. Wow. <laughs> it's like back to the future. It's 25 years ago. Is Jim Kelly the quarterback? He might as well be. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, anyway. All right. But we'll get to that in a minute. Obviously, as a Chiefs fan, I was very excited that my team won. Um, funny story really quickly. I went to bed. It was 27, 21 cause I had to work the next morning and I went to sleep. So when I rolled over at like two in the morning to go use the bathroom, I was like, I'm going to just go check and see what the final was. And I saw the final score and you know, for, for folks who don't really know me, I do have a little bit of an anxiety issue. So I get weird thoughts, particularly when I'm half awake. And my first thought was Craig hacked my iPhone and implanted <laughs> a fake score somehow. I and I'm like, there's no way. So I went to my fantasy app, and I was like, all right, well, show me the fantasy score. Wait a minute. Wait. What? Kareem Hunt scored 45 points? Now, now I know Craig's been in my phone, and he's screwing with me, but it was not. It was, it was reality. Well, that really happened. That really happened. I, I am absolutely in shock. Um, I'm pleased, obviously. Um, I don't like the overhype the Chiefs are getting now. I saw an article entitled, Are the Chiefs the favorite for the Super Bowl now? The answer is no. No, no they are not. Chiefs have gone like 9-0 and before. Yes, and they under lost. Elvis Gerback. Yes, and they lost every game after that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they started out 10-0 one year and then went 3-3 three and three down the stretch and lost their first playoff game at home. So, no. I, yeah. 
No, winning one game, you caught New England. You caught them in a year that might be a little bit transitionally. Um, you, one of the receivers was down. Their defense was... I don't know what to think about their defense. I had one Patriots fan tell me their defense was quote-unquote exposed. Like the Chiefs have laid a blueprint out there for everybody else to take mad advantage of the Patriots' bad defense. I don't know that it was a bad defense. It was just a rough game. Everybody has yeah. them. Everybody has them. I If you ask the New, New England Patriots right now, would you rather have the rough game in week one or in the Super Bowl like they did against the Giants that year they went 17-1? and They're going to tell you they'll take the week one loss. If they have to lose somewhere, they'll lose in the beginning and win out. They're fine with that. And this team is good enough to potentially do it. So, you know, I'm happy. I have bragging rights for a year over my Patriot friends. But other than that, it really doesn't tell me anything. That matchup did not tell me anything. It told me that I don't, I can't trust the, the Patriots' backfield. True, true. But we knew that. And, you know, Brady doesn't like getting hit yeah, in general. You know, that, I didn't feel like they pressured him all that much. I know we called for it and we expected I didn't feel like they did a great job with the pressure. You know, but they did do a good job with, I thought, was the coverage and the contain. Um, they definitely took Gronk out of the game, which is what I expected. Uh, what did yep. he score, like five points? Because Edelman wasn't there. Amendola was out. Or Amendola's got, got a concussion. So I, knows when he'll be back. If he'll be back. He's had a yeah, history of concussions. This is like probably his third or fourth without looking off the top of my head um, that he's had in like the last three or four years. I mean, it's it's rough. But anyway, all right, so we, we covered that. Now we don't have to recap that game. All my Patriot friends out there, relax. Listen to Aaron Rodgers when he tells you to relax. It's a marathon, not a sprint. One game does not a season make. But if you go to New Orleans and lose, you really got to reevaluate some stuff, which... I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's going to be a very one-sided. I'm benching. First off, beyond beyond the fact that like wait, I'm, I'm way off topic already. Beyond the fact that it's a committee in that New Orleans backfield, I am benching everyone but the wide receivers there because it is going to be 28 to three at halftime in favor of the Patriots, and I think Breeze is going to have to throw like crazy. That's good. I'm going to start him. As long as he doesn't throw <laughs> picks, he'll be fine. You know what I mean? He could be looking at a stat line that's something like 35 of 53 for 390 yards and two I'm touchdowns. Okay with that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's that's entirely possible. So, but we'll see. Anyway, burning questions time. Here are our burning hot take questions for going into week number two. Craig, would you like to give or receive? I will give. Give it to me while I take a sip of beer. All right. So, this is a football question. Uh, after the Patriots' loss. Um, it was a really bad loss at home for them. Indeed. People are very sad. Yeah. Uh, they made a major cut to their team. They sent someone down the right hallway. Really? They did. Did I miss this? I don't know. You ready? Yeah, who they sent? I don't know how you feel about it. Okay. Uh, they cut their turf. Oh, yeah, I did so hear about this. They spent millions and millions of dollars to have the best turf field in Earth, right. on Earth, and now it's getting completely ripped up and redone. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel that's a little bit of an overreaction unless there's some injury related to it. Um, so what? They had that installed before the season, right? They played it the preseason? Past spring. Okay, so they so played... Like, I think they installed it in uh, March, maybe? And they played two home games in the preseason and this season opener. And so they've played three games on this turf and decided it's terrible? Yes. That's like fantasy football level of like patience. <laughs> Like that's like cutting Andy Dalton after last week, which I did think about for a moment. I'll tell uh, you honestly, many people did. I, I I think he's been released in a lot of leagues. I don't. I think a lot of people. That's that's to me that's very overreactive personally. But 
you know, we also don't know if they have like some sort of groundskeeper in their ear saying, yeah, this just field just isn't taking the way it should. There's something wrong with the field. I think it's an overreaction. What do you think? I think it is. I think it's very, very extreme. I would extreme. Like, I'd like to know what was the exact cause of it. Like Belichick and Brady just decided they didn't like the grass and were like, fuck this. Three Get it out of in. here. I mean, the Chiefs <laughs> love that grass, but they should do is sell that grass to the Chiefs <laughs> and have it transplanted to Missouri. I mean, honestly. Honestly, um, all right. So that's that's yeah. I think it's an overreaction. I do. Okay. All right. I do all right. because now you have no time for that new sod to take hold. Now no. you're resodding a field. I'm assuming and, they're away. Yeah, they're in New Orleans this week. Yeah, but I mean that's the reason you replace it in the spring is you give it that's, months to that set is foot. True. You're giving it a matter of weeks. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, football question. The following players. I know Craig hates when I give him list questions because then he's got to remember the people on the list. This is from our home league. The following individuals were all added through our ad drop process this morning. I just want you to tell me which of the following people is going to have the immediate impact in week two. Javoris slash Buck Allen, Tariq Cohen, Nelson Aguilar, Randall Cobb, and the Ravens defense. And you are prohibited from automatically answering Nelson Aguilar because you picked him up. Damn it. You can still answer that, but you better give a good explanation for it. So, all right, so one more time. Okay. Allen, Cohen, Aguilar, Cobb, or the Ravens D? Who has the immediate impact? I'm going to go with Cohen, even though the Bears are doing a um, kind of a running back committee, so he's not officially the starter. Right. Is that because you don't have any faith in Jordan Howard, though? No, I think the Bears are... Sorry, Sean. The Bears are really iffy this year. I, they did better than I thought they, they would do They did do Sunday. better than I thought they would do. That doesn't mean they were good. <laughs> and Cohen is now, I think, has planted himself as one of their key weapons in their offense. I agree. Since he can catch, which makes him more dangerous. And you think about it, there's really not, I don't know, there's really not that many um, running backs who are like running, you know, they're running only, like just a run workhorse Jerome Bettis kind of back anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. I they think Peterson is really the last person I can think of. Peterson and Blunt. Blunt, yeah. But Blunt doesn't get the volume to be considered like a workhorse. And Peterson doesn't get the volume because did you see? Did you watch the New Orleans game on Monday night? I saw that. I saw that clip. Did you see the clip where he was like, "That's not okay." ESPN's like, "Argument, tempers flare." No, that's not tempers flare. That's Adrian Peterson wants to tell his coach something, and the coach ignored him, and he was like, "Hey, don't ignore me. I'm Adrian Peterson. I'm trying to tell you something." And he turned around, and went, "I know," and they walked on, and their lives went on. Yeah. It's no different than when my wife yells down the hallway, take out the trash, and I don't hear her. And she comes <laughs> in the room and goes, I told you to take out the trash. And I go, oh, okay. That doesn't mean we're getting yeah. divorced, but people are over here. Oh, my God. Adrian <laughs> Peterson wants out of New Orleans I already. Think, I think it's weird that they signed him. It is. Because Ingram had 1,000 yards. Yes. They drafted a rookie. That Kamara they have, guy. They have someone else who I can't remember his name. And now Peterson. Ingram, Peterson, they're and not, Kamara. And they're not a running team. No, but they want they, that flexibility to be a running team. They, I, just in case. Yeah, when they get up, if they, for those games that they're up like 45 to 12, they want to be able to run the ball, and they don't feel like they can with Ingram. Really, even after his year? Oh, John Kuhn. That's who they brought back. Oh, they brought okay. back John Kuhn, the touchdown vulture. Oh, okay. He li- I think last year he literally had like 25 carries and scored like seven touchdowns. Really? Oh, yeah. They love to bring him in in goal line situations. He is small and compact. He's kind of shaped like Ram Man from the He-Man universe. Nice. Nice yeah, He-Man he's, reference. Yeah, he's kind of wide, so he's you know pretty much barrels through like a, a giant pinball. So Okay, so you're going to go um, with Cohen. I'm going to go with Randall Cobb. 
I think Randall Cobb is going to have an instant impact, and I did not pick up Randall Cobb, so this is not. I had him in my other league, and I dropped him. I think he's going to have a resurgence this year. I really do. I, I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong. Jordy Nelson. Up. I don't know. But. Jordy Nelson's still the tar- the target there. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Randall Cobb is going to see a fair. It's either two or three, or it depends on the game. I, I think it depends on the situation. I think you're going to see a resurgence out of old names. I think Jordy Nelson. I think Robert Woods. You know, um, you're going to see some resurgence out of him this year. I, I don't know why I feel that way. The numbers don't back me up. But I just feel like the, you're going to see some guys coming back from the dead, as they say. So Everyone else is dead or yeah, injured. Might as, so might as well. That's right. Back to you. Question three. Question three. Um, so you have an older iPhone. You going to get one? A new one? What, the 10? The 8 or a 10. No. No? No. As long as my iPhone continues to run the apps that I want to run, I'm fine with it. That's fair. It's a fair question. Um. You know, the, the the story behind this is I walked into the Apple store about a year and a half ago wanting to buy an SE and Craig, who does work part time for Apple, um, snuck up behind me. And, and by the time I walked out, I was walking out with a six with max memory in it. I, I'm not sure how that happened. Um, it's all kind of a blur. He might have used some sort of hypnosis. I may have been drugged. I'm not really sure about that, but uh, I'm happy with my my six. I, I have no reason okay, to be unhappy. I mean, the only, I have one or two apps. Every time I open them, I get a notice. The next time iOS updates, this app will not run. And there is that. that, But that that's the app developers issue, not Apple's. Right. Right. I mean, they have the the capability to do updates and they choose not to. They want their apps to expire. So no, I'm very happy with it. Very happy with it. So, okay. What about you? Are you going to go? I mean, you don't even have to go rushing out for the 10 because you work for them. You can like pre-order through the company. I would imagine. No, no, it's the same as everyone else. You don't get any sort of preferential ordering system? No. Nothing? Nope. You get a discount because you're an employee there, but other, but you're, you're going to have to wait in the same line as me. Yes. That's kind of BS, isn't it? That's <laughs> eh, okay. I'm calling Apple out on that. That's <laughs> kind of silly. Every every retail organization I've ever worked for, there is a priority buying system. Even at Caldor's? Caldor, we used to have the sample sale. Oh, because, um, well, it's probably long enough that I can divulge the secret. Whenever uh, somebody <laughs> wanted us to buy a product and carry it in Caldor, they would ship it to central office. They would ship one or sometimes a case of them, particularly if they were we were asking for planning purposes. And once we were done with them, we would say, do you want us to send these things back? And companies were usually like, no, we don't want them back. This is part of the cost of doing business. It's going to cost us more to ship it back than we're going to save in getting back product. And um, so we would toss in a shed. And when the shed was full, Everyone in central office would draw a number out of a hat and we would go in and we would pay like 10 cents on the dollar mm-hmm. for stuff. I bought a vacuum for like $12 once. Nice. Things like that. But it was whatever crap they gave us. The funny story is one year, um, a company that was selling us, we were going to do golf clubs and we needed the box for our planogram and the golf clubs come through and they come through planogram. And that was the department I worked in when I was, in, I, I did work part time at this, this business when I was in college and so I had this box. So it goes to the sample shed. And I knew my brother had wanted new golf clubs. So I said, Adam, just so you know, there's golf clubs going into the sample shed. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me where they're going to be, blah, blah, because we set up the whole thing. My brother draws an, a number. He goes in and the box is there, scoops up the box and pays like a dollar for like a set of golf clubs, like a, not, not like super expensive clubs, but like a hundred, two hundred dollars set of clubs. Gets home later that day, opens it up. They had loaded the box with old cookie jars. <laughs> Just for waiting purposes. So my brother spent a dollar for like four cookie jars inside of a golf club box. Oh, 
Uh, and you don't have you don't have the option. There's no returns at that point, and right. you don't have it. And it's the sales bang bang. You run in, you grab it. If you wait, somebody else is going to pick it up. Period. That's all there is to it. So you know you grab and you go. So my brother ended up with some cookie jars, for, you know, but it cost him a dollar. So nice. Anyway, yes, but yes, no. But Calder had stuff like that. We could get preferential buying like that. Um, I got a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo, back when they first came out that way. That's God, I'm old. Anyway, I let's get move a retro on. Super Nintendo. Now I'm gonna retro. I'm so looking forward to that. Have you looked at the games on the uh, SNES no. Classic? Oh, there's a couple. They're just like geek-tastic. I think like Mortal Kombat one, two, and three are on it. Um, Super Mario RPGs on it, which is an old favorite of Brit. Star Fox is on it, which I'm not a big fan of, but I know a lot of people are. Yeah, I'm. Nice. I'm gonna try and get one. I know that the pre-orders have been pretty much locked down already. But anyway, uh, moving on. Back to football. All right. Last question. Yep. So I am urging patience after an underwhelming week one. Obviously, taking David Johnson out of the mix because he's hurt. What one guy are you like? No, I have no patience. You have disappointed me for the last time, Admiral, <laughs> and you're doing the Vader force choke across the universe. What one guy are you just like? No, that's it. I'm done. No, one guy. One guy. Uh, well, I dropped like five people this week. All right, so pick one of them. That's probably a good place um, to start. Let me see here, because I'm in two leagues. So I'm only doing the one league this year. Are you? Well, I've got two best ball leagues too, but you know they're, they're best ball. I basically just log in on Monday and see how my team did. Um, uh, Rob Kelly. All right, that's it. On the you're Redskins. Done, you're done with Fat Rob. I'm done. I'm done. I don't even want to wait for the Redskins to figure out how to play football. Wow. Don't even. Yeah. Wow. Done yeah. with that. Okay. Yep. Um, player I'm done with. Wow, it's hard to guess. Um, I might be going Andy Dalton. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him one more week, but Andy Dalton needs to go out and light the world on fire Thursday night. <laughs> which I am not predicting, um, but he needs to. And here's my issue. You have the weapons. You have a three-deep backfield that's fully healthy at the moment and that you've never had before. You've never had a backfield this talented, all healthy at the same time. You have A.J. Green, Mohamed Sanu. Who else am I forgetting? There's like two or three more decent receivers there. No, Sanu's not there. Sanu's not there? Why do I think Sanu was there? I don't know. Sanu used to be there. He used okay. to be there. AJ Green, who else is there? John Ross. John Ross. LaFell. And that's right, John Ross, LaFell, and, and Boyd. And Boyd. There might be someone else I can't think and of. And a lot of people are looking at Ross, LaFell, and Boyd and waiting to see which one emerges as a clear number two. LaFell is technically the number two right now, but statistically, one of them is probably going to end up by the by like week four being the statistical number two. And, and uh, what's his name? Eifert. And Tyler Eifert's playing. So you've got a tight end, a pass-catching tight end. You are four deep at wideout and three deep at running back, and you put up a negative four at halftime? Mm-hmm. That's their first shutout at home since 2001. That is inexcusable to That's me. That's their first loss to Baltimore at home since 2011. And that is why I think Marvin Lewis needs to go. I really do. I That's think Marvin Lewis needs to go. No, but I don't think you wait for the offseason anymore. I understand. Their ownership is different. Ownership looks at things differently. Marvin Lewis, the experiment needs to end. I actually heard, and you're you're gonna fall out of your chair as a Bengals fan. You're not gonna like what I'm about to say. Oh, I God. heard one pundit call for AJ McCarron this week. That's too early. That is how frustrated people are with the Bengals in general. Oh, I know. <laughs> you have all the weapons, and you've been a Bengal fan for twenty plus years. Right. <laughs> they can't keep good coaches there. It's it's bad. 
It's bad. Um, yeah, they've had a lot of issues with offensive coordinators. So. Yeah. All right, let's move on. DFS yes. week one, really quick, because I want to get to DFS week two. What a crap show. Let's just call it what it is, guys. It was terrible. Pay lines were down by an average of 15 to 20 points. 135 was a cash line in many of the contests on DraftKings, where 150 would normally be the norm. Um, I did not cash on DraftKings this week. I actually cashed on FanDuel, which is kind of a complete reversal of what I'm used to. But, um, you know, I ended up plus on the week, but I wasn't happy about it because I didn't win the primary contest. I should have had a much better week than I did. Uh, And so people are like, what are we going to do here? Wide receivers aren't catching the ball. The offenses don't look crisp. Running backs aren't hitting holes. I'm hearing all this stuff about how bad the product was in week one. Craig, your take. What do, what, what's your takeaway from week one? Uh, week one was a bit weird. I a lot of people lot like you know the Patriots lost, Bengals got shut out. I think that for some reason this I feel like this preseason and that first week is loaded with injuries and, and unexpected teams, results, and teams don't know how like they haven't adjusted. Absolutely, which is why DraftKings can afford to run a get a perfect lineup for a billion dollars in week one because no one is putting together a lineup that complain, contains Alex Smith, Tariq Cohen, and Kareem Hunt. It's not happening. Nope. It's nope. it's abysmal. Like, and now Marquez Lee is the number one receiver in Jacksonville. Shh, don't name drop. <laughs> he's not. He's technically not. Alan he's Hearns. Not. Officially? Yes. Hmm. Technically, Hearns moves up to the one spot. Technically. Technically, but Marquise Lee is in my next segment. So don't overreact to week one, folks. Um, if you won money in week one, congratulations. If your teams won in week one, congratulations. Let me just give you a little insight on how bad week one was. Historically, anywhere from 140 to 200 points is our top scoring team in our league. We have a pretty wide variable. 126 was the top scoring team in our league this year. That's pretty low. Um, so when you see a team... With a group of guys who've been doing this for over 20 years each, and their best guy gets 126, that's sad. Now, that's an issue for me because I scored 125, and we do have a cash prize for winning every week. <laughs> so I lost the cash prize by a point. And you did. Yeah. That well, that did. and that that's bad too because I, I found out that because while I was asleep, Marquise Goodwin had a, a play called back that would have probably put me in the cash. Oh, really? On DraftKings, yeah, because I used him this week. He was one of the guys I was big on. So so here's what we do. We plot ahead into week two. We look ahead into week two, and we just keep moving forward. Things will level out. You take the experience, take the information, and work with it. Facts so that, of life. That's it. Facts. Sorry. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> you know, wasn't that a Family Guy thing where he tried to work that into like a speech yeah. for a school board? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um... I've done my analysis for week two. Let me open the week two discussion by just talking a little bit about the field. Everyone is reacting to what happened in week one. Consequently, the pundits I'm listening to and the projections I'm looking at give us a deeper field in different areas. Last week, we had wide receivers galore that were going to score over the 3x mark. This week, we don't. Same thing, uh, running backs are not a deep field. Um tight end is deeper, quarterback is deeper. So this week in general, I'm looking to use 
lesser known quarterbacks and lesser known tight ends or cheaper quarterbacks and cheaper tight ends as opposed to more expensive and then using to look more chalk in the running back wide receiver realm. That's my general approach. You'll kind of see that as we talk about our people. So, Craig, who do you like week two in the quarterback field? The quarterback field? Correct. Um, two. And, and before before you go yep. on, I'm yep. sorry, let yep. me yep. just one yep. second. Yep. I still have a value pick, a chalk pick, and the person who I really like. So let's see if Craig hits any of these as he goes on. Because he hit twice last week. Twice right. last week, he stole my thunder. I did. So, I And did. that's good. That's good. That means that, that we're seeing similar things. But all right, so I have I have three picks for different reasons at each position. Okay. Craig, who's your guy at quarterback? Uh, mine, well, because of how much he throws. Okay. I'm going to go with Breeze. Drew Breeze is not on my list this week. Okay. Right. Why? Just because the amount of passes he attempts, and he's going to be at home. And probably playing from behind because the Patriots are angry. That's true, too. And you know, allegedly, the you know the Chiefs found the Patriots hole in their defense. But think about this: before you go any further, mm-hmm. the Chiefs were down, and then Alex Smith suddenly found arm strength that he's been lacking the first thirty plus years of his life, and started throwing the ball downfield. And that's when the Chiefs got back into the game. Yes. So by that logic, Breeze, who we know has arm strength, is going to throw more. Yes. So yep. you like that? So, I do. I like his chances just because of how how much he throws. Okay, I'm looking at Breeze now. I'm trying to see where he costs. Oh, he's way down on my list somewhere. Where are you, Drew Breeze? The answer is... The answer is... Wow. Where is he? On the bottom? Yeah. Drew Breeze is the lowest value player (laughs) on my list. Not because he's not going to score points, but because he's $7,700 this week on DraftKings. Oh, okay. So that kind of really leveled him out. So here's the thing. So the projections I use to kind of filter out my value indicator. I'm always looking for that 3x value. One more time for everybody who's listening. You take how much they are in DraftKings and divide by 100. So Drew Brees is 7,700. So that would be a 7.7 is what he needs per 100 to get value. So 7.7 times 3 is going to be 23.1. So for him to make value at 3 times his salary... He needs to score 23.1 points. Okay. So that's what I'm looking for. Yep. I'm looking for somebody whose salary I can divide by 100, multiply by 3, and they're going to get higher than that number. And the higher they go over that number, the more of a value they are. That's my method. Okay. Drew Brees, I have slated for 23-plus points. That puts him at 3.05 times value. And I have him as the worst quarterback on my list. Perfect. The projections I read and the folks I listen to all think this is going to be a big quarterback week. The worst quarterback on my list is 3X. That's crazy. That is. It's crazy. I don't think that happened last year. Uh, In terms of the projections? No. No, but I also think the projections are a little inflated right now. I think people are reacting to week one. Um, They expect a lot more passing in week two, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, so my picks. My value pick is Trevor Simeon. Um, he is under 5k. What's his actual salary? His salary is 4,900 and I've got him projected for just short of 21 points, 20 and change. So that's, you know, 20 points for under 5k. That's actually 4x value. So he's my value pick. He's playing Dallas. I don't know what to make of Dallas. 
in their secondary because they played the Giants and Odell was out. So I don't know. Were the Giants unable to move the ball because Odell wasn't there and it was very easy to key in on guys like Sterling Sharp and say we're and Brandon Marshall, we're gonna take you two away because we don't have to worry you about say your Sterling big guy? Sharp. Did I say Sterling? You said Sterling Sharp. Jeez, I gotta stop drinking. Who's the other guy? His <laughs> name's Sterling. Is it? Yes. You sure? Mostly. Okay. You're right. It's not Sterling Sharp. No, he was a Packer. Oh God. Not Who's that guy? <laughs> not to be confused with. Uh, All right, pull Taylor up Sharp. the pull up the giant step chart uh, while I'm talking. Geez. Sorry. It, yeah, ahead. it's Sterling Sterling Shepherd. Sorry, never go. mind. Sterling Shepherd. God, I'm so sorry about that. I had Sterling Sharp on the brain for some reason. Um, Sterling Sterling Sharp still alive? Probably. Okay, let's hope. Good good luck to you, Sterling. And Shannon, he's around. Shannon's still on TV. Is he? He's got. Oh yeah, he's he does a um. A first take style show on Fox with the guy from First Take. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's called like Undisputed. So Fox said, "Hey, we didn't invent First Take, but we want to have it. So we're gonna pay the guy from First Take a million dollars. Come over here, and let's see who can we get to argue with him. Who's like Stephen A. Smith? Oh, Shannon Sharp yells like Stephen A. Smith. So let's put the two of them in a room together and broadcast it. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so, sorry, Fox Sports. I just have no respect for organizations that steal other people's ideas because they were good. So first take outdates undisputed by a long time. So, um, all right. So Trevor Simeon's my value pick could be a nightmare, but could be really fantastic. My chalk pick is Tom Brady because Tom Brady is angry in new Orleans and he has his magic pajamas and he has his magic pajamas, but he's going to cost you 7,900. He's in the chalk range. So you're going to have to pay up to get him, but he is also my highest projected quarterback this week. I have him at 28 points. So, worth the risk? Up to you. My pick, who I'm going to use, is not on the piece of paper. Uh-oh. What the heck happened here? Oh, no. All my notes are here, but there's no name. <laughs> uh, was it Goff? Maybe. Was it Sam Bradford? Maybe. <laughs> Hold on. And the answer is... Who are the Dolphins playing this week? I said the Dolphins' first game of the year. It's a long travel day. It must be the Chargers. Um, wow. Wow. They are playing, uh, yes, they're Chargers. Okay, so it's Phillip Rivers then. Phillip Rivers is my pick because I have him slated for 22-plus points. He's going to cost you about 5800 In the end result, he's uh, 3.75 times value. Um, I just, I think they're going to, I don't know. I don't know what to make out of the Dolphins secondary because I haven't seen them yet this year in an actual game. But I have a feeling that uh, at home, in their new home, he's going to have a decent week. So, apologize about that. When I typed out these notes, I just wrote down, my pick is 22 points for under 6K. <laughs> Sign me up against the Dolphins. I'm like, where's the guy's name? So, but again, QB is deep. If you're someone you particularly like and you don't think the defense is going to interfere, any of them are good picks this week in DFS. Craig, running back, talk to me. Running back, huh? Much, much less of a deep field this week. So, running back, um, my pick is still going to be um, Cohen. Really? Even Bears. with the Jordan Howard factor? Wasn't it a one-game thing? Yeah, no, I think it's going to continue all year. Uh, most of the year. Definitely because he gets, especially, well, this is more for year-long fantasy, but right. if you're in a PPR league, I think he outscores Howard. Well, that would make sense. I think he's going to catch more balls. That's for sure. I don't see him on my ranking list. There he is. 
I have him at 11 points this week, which puts him under 3x value, but I only have a handful of like 9 or 10 running backs that are in the 3x value range, and most of them are reaches. Your buddy Rob Kelly is high on my list. In is terms he? Of, well, <laughs> in terms of the straight numerical, I'm not big on him this week. All right, so my picks. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying into the Tariq Cohen hype just because Jordan Howard is still there and still alive. Makes sense. And... It, <sighs> Committees are difficult this year. New England is a complete committee. New Orleans is a complete committee. Cincinnati right now is a complete committee. Do you know how many people... I have Joe Mixon on my fantasy team. Do you know how many quote-unquote experts have told me I need to start Joe Mixon this week? How many? At least three or four. So I have four running backs for two, maybe three slots because we have a flex. I've got Devontae Freeman. I've got Kareem Hunt. I've got Mark Ingram in a committee and Joe Mixon in a committee. And I had one expert told me I needed to start Kareem Hunt and Joe Mixon. Why on earth Why? am I starting Joe Mixon over Devontae Freeman? Why would you do that? that this makes guy's no convinced Mixon's the real deal. He's going to outcarry well, everybody. Well, Atlanta's playing Green Bay. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, I still. Didn't, that's strange. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't buy it. Anyway, so my picks. My value pick is Carlos Hyde. Get ready to hear his name a lot this year for wow, me. Wow, he still plays. Yes, and he was really healthy, and he looked really good in the preseason. He is, uh, I got him slated for 16 points, and he's under 5,000. That puts him over the 3X line. It's a touchy matchup. Um, I don't know who San Francisco is playing off the top of my head. Um, Craig's looking it up. I just remember it looking at the defense and going, ooh, I don't know if I like that. But I think you could get the 16, particularly if they get down by the goal line, because they just don't have the options they used to have at the goal line. You know, um, they don't have the tight end options they used to have. He's playing Seattle. Seattle. So there you go. I think Carlos High could uh, could see 16 points. I really do. My chalk pick is LaShawn McCoy as long as he's fully healthy. I don't have him over the 3X line. I have him at 20, 20 points for about $8,600. Um, not great, but barring injury, it's a near guarantee he gets that volume because there just isn't anybody else in Buffalo. Um, it could be a grind that game and if it does then it favors you know giving McCoy more carries rather than less but my pick this week and probably not a popular one is going to be CJ Anderson and I have CJ Anderson slated for about 15 points for $4,700 Dallas's defense wasn't really tested last week in the run game Paul Perkins simply is not a good runner Denver has depth at running back Um, yeah you could say they have a committee there too but C.J. Anderson got the majority of the workload. I think they've had a committee since uh, Terrell Davis. Yes, um, that's accurate. And he got the majority of the workload last week, and I think he's going to continue to do so. So I'm actually gambling on the C.J. Anderson factor. I think that um, Denver's going to be able to run the ball. I do. I really think they do. Uh, between Jamal Charles and C.J. Anderson, they averaged, they got over 100 yards uh, Are they combined. Playing at home? No, they, well, last week they were on the road, but this week they'll be at home. Okay. They're in they always LA. do better at home. So that's another thing. Dallas has got to fly to L.A., and we all know. I mean, I wouldn't consider Dallas an East Coast team, even though they play in the NFC East, but we all know folks folks flying west sometimes struggle a little bit with that time zone change, but we'll see. Um, he's consistent. He stays healthy. I think he could produce big this week. So that's where I'm at. Um. So again, not a deep field at running back. I'm limiting my options. I'm going with more safe plays. I'll probably take, if I take somebody like Carlos Hyde because he's uh, a value, I'm probably going to follow him up with somebody like 
Olivion Bell, even though Bell completely underwhelmed. He did. He did. I, mean, I had him. Well, I mean, let, let, let's just be honest for a second. The top two running backs in the league and in and, and salary this week again are Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. David Johnson, who's not going to play, has a, uh, a DraftKings salary of 10000 How do they? Why do they do that? Because what happens if he miraculously shows up Wednesday and goes, I've been healed by the Almighty Lord and I'm going to play? They have to have him on the list, and he's worth 10000 if he's healthy. So, you know, hmm. so that's why they, they put those things out there. But I... I you know, number three on the list is Michelle McCoy. Maybe I use Hyde and McCoy because I want to save some money with Hyde and I can afford McCoy. I don't know. I'm looking chalk, though, in running back. I am going to go with the studs in running back and hope they have a bounce back week. I am not looking for flyers in the running back field. Now, wide receiver is a different story, but let's hear from Craig first. Craig, wide receivers you like? Stefan Diggs. <sighs> Stefan Diggs, Bradford connection. Looks like it's going to be... It's going to be pretty dangerous this year. I'm, I'm going to remind you right now. Mm-hmm. That's Sam Bradford throwing the ball. It is. Sam Bradford. You're yeah. okay with that? I'm okay with that. You're okay. I'm okay. Okay. Diggs proved that he's a, he is a, he is their number one. So Is he? As far as I can tell, unless something happens between uh, now and... Diggs has the catching ability. He made some really spectacular catches. On on uh, Monday night, but I still think that Bradford's got a better chemistry with Thielen. I don't know. Where's Adam Thielen? Adam Thielen filling in this for you? Um, I don't know. He I don't know. Maybe they'll switch. Maybe he'll become the number two. Technically. I don't know. Would you like Stefan Diggs this week? I do. This where week. Where is Minnesota this week? They are playing Pittsburgh. You like him against Pittsburgh D? Well, at least they're secondary. I mean, if- Pittsburgh did it up. Pretty good job getting to Deshaun Kaiser last week. What do you have? Ten sacks. Yeah, but it's the Browns. Granted, but <laughs> but it's the Browns. It's like saying it's the Jets. But that's it's like the same. The Yankees beat up on my little league team, so I'm not worried about them. Yeah, really. You're okay with that? I'm okay with that. All right, all right. Value pick. Brace yourself. Here it comes. The guys who do the metric with us hate when this happens. But it is time to invoke the unholy name of Marquise Lee. There it is. Alan Hearns. Portals for the win. Yep. <laughs> Robinson is out. Forever. Hearns is up. The guy who was in the three slot is on the IR. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I did not write it down. Did I write it down? Probably not. No, I just have two wide receivers all out. Um... So they're already down, and a guy who did not see, I don't think he even saw a target in week one, is now going to be their number two. And a couple times last year, Marquise Lee was all or nothing, could make a big difference in the right situation. So I am betting on Marquise Lee, and he's only going to cost me $3,800 to use, which means, again, do the math. That means he needs 11 points. Can Marquise Lee haul in six catches for 50 yards? He could do that. In a heartbeat if the number two is. Now, now, they're granted, playing Tennessee. He's got a good chance for that. I Tennessee's secondary did not wow me. Yeah, so he's definitely got a chance maybe for I'm that. O- maybe I'm underestimating because it's early in the season, but Marquise leaves my value pick. My chalk pick is Julio. Going back home to Atlanta, um, the problem is he's $9,200. So that means, again, do the math, 27.6 <laughs> points to get the 3x value. Eh. I don't think he's going to get to 3x. I think he's going to get to 2 I think he's going to get to 2x, um, but I don't think he's going to get to 3. But if you're looking for a safe option, it's Julio. It's not uh, a great 
um, a great value because he, but he's at home. Uh, Green Bay did give only gave up 135 yards in the air last week, only 135 yards passing. But you got to remember that was Seattle, that was Russell Wilson. Yes, there is a huge difference between Russell Wilson throwing to Doug Baldwin and Matt Ryan throwing to Julio Jones. That's a completely different thing. Yes. Yes. So to me, I think Julio, Julio, this could be that game that Julio goes off. Could be. I'm not going to use him. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to use him. There will probably not be a single lineup in my thing where I use Julio Jones, but it's possible. My yes. pick is, and again, here we go. Here it is. Back from the dead. I'm using Robert Woods this week. Really? Robert Woods. I've got him at $3,400, and I've got him for at least 11 points, maybe 12. Last week, he caught uh, three catches for 50 yards in a game that ended up being a blowout. I don't think he even saw a target after the halftime. And who are they playing? That was uh, who did they who did they kill? Oh, they killed the Colts. Oh, that's last right. week they that's killed right. the Colts. Who are they playing this week? Washington. Oh well, all right. Uh, Washington didn't exactly do great against that Philadelphia passing D. I'm not really sure. How do you um? How do you feel about the Rams and Cooper Cup, the greatest receiver well, of college football? That is why I'm going with Robert Woods because there's only one Josh Norman in Washington. And he's going to cover Sammy Watkins or Cooper Cup. And big game Bob Woods is going to sneak behind that line and pick up the the pieces in those three-man sets. I think they're going to alternate Woods and Cup. But either way, unless uh, Norman ends up on Woods, which I think is probably... Well, it's going to be about sides and matchups and all that fun stuff. Unless that comes to pass. I think you, know, you may look down the field and see Sammy Watkins completely covered, but... Bob Woods is going to be standing by himself. And that was really where Philadelphia made its money. Nelson Aguilar was the big target last week. He was. I not Alshon Jeffrey. And they definitely looked at Aguilar every time Jeffrey got the double coverage or got the superior cornerback coverage. So I really think this is going to be an opportunity for uh, Robert Woods. And again, the price is right. He's only $3,400. If he catches three passes and a touchdown, he's over value. That's a valid point. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for. And and then a blowout last week where he played half a game. He caught three for 53 and plus eight in half a game. And then granted, it was a Colts. I'll grant you. Granted, it was a Colts. This yes. is going to be a closer game. He's going to play the whole thing. I really think we could see 12 to 18 points if the, you know, but maybe Cooper Cup gets all those passes. I don't know. I know you love Cooper Cup, but I don't know. It's a cup kind of year. It's a cup kind of year. Now on the tight end. Tight end, I've got a lot of folks in the value range. So again, this kind of goes with the same thing as quarterback. Quarterback and tight end, follow your gut this week. The uh, pundits I'm listening to and the projections I'm seeing all put them in high value. Who do you like at tight end? You still haven't this matched week, me in a single one this week. I haven't. All right, so go for it. Give me tight end. Uh, so the two tight ends I think are going to be big this week. I know you don't have my first one, but go ahead. All right, so I'm picking two. Uh huh. They're playing each other. Ooh. Intriguing. So, because both teams last week had a bad week. Ooh. Not a good week. Ooh. I think their quarterbacks are going to go back to something that's comfortable. Mm. So my two are Cook in Houston and Eford in the Bengals. Craig has clearly not read the article that I put up yesterday. I did not. On the website, fignutsdfs.com. Every Tuesday or Wednesday, I will post an article as to why I hate Thursday night football and why I will never use anyone in those pools. That's right. I mean, there are Thursday night games. I'm not touching anyone in a Thursday night game unless I'm forced to. 
unless I'm forced to, I'm not touching anyone in that game at all. Mm. I looked at it. I tried really hard, by the way, because you in week did, one, you did. in week one, I did say, well, you could use Kareem Hunt, but it's risky, and Alan Smith could be overvalued. Yep. Uh, Alex Smith, rather, could be overvalued, but he's extremely risky. I did say those things. Um, the only one I was absolutely wrong on was Chris Hogan. I thought he'd be a lot more involved. Um, I did say all those things. I am not touching anyone in that game this week at all. And I tried hard. I tried really, really hard to find somebody to say, hey, guys, if you got to use somebody on Thursday night, use this person. Again, you're hearing this after the fact. So you're probably snickering me right now because somebody random just went off for 27 fantasy points in that Thursday night game. But I didn't like anybody in that Thursday night game. So, all right, value pick. Yep. It's a name you've never heard before. Okay. Get ready to hear it a lot. All right. George Kittle. Okay. Wow, you didn't react like, who the hell is that? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> George Kittle is the um, new target in San Francisco at tight end. Um, he had five. Uh, quick fr- correction. Yeah. Gri- I meant Griffin. Cook was there at not Houston anymore. Um, you Griffin. do know you do know Ryan Griffin has a concussion, right? Does he? Yes, all three Texan quarter running uh, Ted and suffered a cu- concussion in week one. I did not know that. CJ Fedorowicz is already on the IR. <laughs> all right, then skip that pick. So I'll just go with Efert. <laughs> yeah, just go with Efert. <laughs> like seriously, I logged in. And I was like, I didn't pay any attention to the Houston game in week one. So when I logged in to do the research, I was like, that, I totally forgot that as we were talking just now. But they were like, yep, that guy's in the protocol. That guy's in the protocol, and that guy's in the protocol. They were hoping to sign someone off their practice squad to play tight end this week. All right, never mind then. So there you go. Anyway, go on. Um, George Kittle, um, he's only $3,100. He caught five for 27 last week. That's a pure 7.7 points right off the bat. He needs to get to 9.3. They're looking at targeting him in short yardage situations. He might be the guy they go to in goal line if they don't go to Carlos Hyde. So I kind of like George Kittle as the value play. Now, again, it's based off a one-week sample, So and there's a lot of value at tight end, so completely ignore it if you like. My chalk pick is Travis Kelsey. I've got him for 13 points at $5,100. The Pats took him out of the game, but will the Eagles be able to? I don't think so. I don't think the um, Eagles defense can isolate as well as the Pats defense will. So I think he is going to uh, bounce back a little bit, but he's not cheap. So, But my pick is Kobe Fleener. Oh, really? 12.3 points is what I have him projected for at $3,100. That is a nice, fat 4X return. They're at home, which is good. They're against the Patriots, which is bad. The Patriots focused on if the Patriots focus on Thomas and contain the run. It's good. The Patriots gave up long passes last week, which is bad. New Orleans will likely be paying from behind in this game. That's good. So yeah, I did pull that little Homer thing. That's a good thing. That's a bad thing. <laughs> I look at it, and the more I look at it, the more I think, okay, as long as they look his way, he's gonna get touches. Uh, short-range passing, it really comes down to Ingram, Kamura, and Kobe Fleener. And they're going to look to Fleener more often than not. So I really like Kobe Fleener. He's the guy I'm using this week. All right, really quick. Standard breakdown on defenses. Who you got at defense? You have not matched a my, single one of my picks. It happens. Here's it's, your you know, last it's gonna, chance. It's going to happen. This, you know. Here's your last well, chance. Well, I mean, we could pick kickers, too. I did not do any preparation <laughs> on kickers. None. <laughs> None at all? None. Not even a little? No. Not even kind of, sort of? Nope. Really? Nope. You just don't like kickers, huh? Nope. <laughs> Not in DFS. I just don't like using the kicker in DFS. Uh, well, how'd you do, well? How'd you do in FanDuel? 
since they use kickers. I, I won. I mean, they threw me freebie contests and I cashed. I almost fell out of my chair. I honestly didn't I didn't pay attention to my kickers. I just put kickers in I thought I could afford. They're like my afterthought when I do FanDuel lineups. They're the last thing I put in. Are they? Yeah. I look mm. and I say, oh, I have $4,200 left. What kicker's $4,200? Oh, that guy's still alive. And that's what I do. Damn it. I lost my defense note. Okay, well, then I'm going to go with it. my defense note. You go ahead. All right. And if it matches yours, that's amazing. All right. Oh, there, there it is. Oh, you got it? Nah, Talk because, to me. Because of who they're playing, yes. I'm going with Oakland. Oakland. And who is Oakland playing? The Jets. Good pick. I also took my value pick is the Baltimore Ravens. They're only $3,700, which is kind of shocking for defenses because defenses had a good week in week one. Yet it was very polar. You're either negative or you had 10 points. Either way. Um, I have them projected for around 10 points, which puts them right around the 3x value line. And it's against Cleveland. So just play any defense that's playing Cleveland. Basically, that's my strategy when it comes to DFS. Usually at some point during the year, either Cleveland gets better or their value of the people who is playing against Cleveland seems to skyrocket. But either way... Um, Cleveland can't stop the music, let alone ah, the pass there. rush. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that all year. I have, a lo- I have a million of these bad puns. All right, so that's my value pick. Mm-hmm. My chalk pick yep. is the Baltimore Ravens because they are still in the top three in terms of value okay. in DraftKings. So my pick, what I'm using, though, yep. I, it, it, not, using the value, not using the value, not using the chalk, I'm using the Ravens. Wow. They're under 4K. They're going <laughs> to score 10 points. Who else is up there? I can't trust the Packers going to Atlanta. They're another one of the highly valued, highly possible um, defenses. Uh, I can't. And the Colts, for some ungodly reason, I don't even know who the Colts are playing, but I don't know why you would take the Colts defense after they just got lit on fire. Yeah, why would you do that? But they're high on the DraftKings list. They are? Yes. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Oh, go away. Here we go. The Colts are $2,300, and they're favored for six points, which puts them at a 2.8x. They're the third highest-rated wow. offense on Where's my defense. Where's Pittsburgh's defense on that? Pittsburgh's defense is high in cost, so they're lower. They're playing Minnesota. Hold on. Looking for it. See, the Steelers are $3,000, mm-hmm. and they're slated for 7.9 points, so that puts them at a 2.6. Right. That actually puts them behind everybody else. Heck, the Bears are down to $2,200. Where's uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, mid pack twenty seven hundred dollars for six points, but the Bears are slated for six points and only twenty two hundred dollars. They're a terrible defense, but they're saying they're going to get six points, so they're high in the value indicator. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking a crappy defense in week two. I'm taking the reliable Raven defense because they're reliable. There it is. There's your analysis. You know, I'm Ray taking Lewis the reliable defense because they're reliable. <laughs> what Ray, Ray Lewis, Lewis retired? He's not playing anymore. Terrell yeah, right. Suggs still there, and that's an honest no, question. No, he's also gone. He's also gone? Yep. He retired? Yeah. Good for him. Ray Lewis is doing commercials. With so Peyton Manning. He was doing back then, too. I mean, I remember when Terrell Suggs got drafted. You remember the, the two sacks of laundry? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great commercial. Terrell Suggs, he rattles off his, his, number, his sack numbers, and Ray Lewis pulls up in the death cart and goes, Ray Lewis, two sacks of laundry. You know, it's, it's classic. So this week, so here's what I'm looking at this week. I'm using value at quarterback. I'm using value at tight end. I'm looking to use chalk at running back and wide receiver. And I'm definitely shooting for the 145 to 150 point line in cash. So, uh, Craig, what am I forgetting? What are we forgetting to talk about? Defense uh, kickers. I'm not. I didn't prepare for kickers. You want you want to do the kicker no. segment? Go ahead. Well, I mean, really, the 
the kicker I picked up this week, again, this is more for a season long. Caleb Sturg- Sturgis is dead. You know that, right? Yes, I had him on one of my teams. And and and, and, and Seabass, Sebastian Janikowski. Really? Yes, wow. on IR. Uh, so I dropped uh, Sturgis because I did have him on one of my other teams. Okay. But I picked up uh, Tavecchio on the Raiders. Yes. I liked his story. He went four for four last week, and he's playing the Jets this week. Yes, and they like picked him up on like Friday afternoon. Yeah, he's been trying. He's been on like trying out for them for since 2011. Dream come true. There's man. one story. Was one story I read that the tryout he was at. Right. It started downpouring, so no one was outside watching. You know, because they all went inside. Right. He stayed outside and kept kicking. He was like, fuck it. I came all this way to try out. I'm just going to kick. You can't drop an F-bomb. Sure I can. We're not supposed to. Kids listen to this. No, it's marked, I, as, expli- it's marked as explicit. So. I know it is. I don't even know if any kids listen to this. I don't, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this podcast is the thing that people leave on in the background when they go to work so that their dogs don't feel alone. Probably. I mean, I, I'm Hi, pretty, dog. <laughs> you know. Hi, Papa. How you doing? Who's a good boy? So, um, all right. Well, then final thoughts. What are we looking for in week two, Craig? Uh, hopefully not more injuries. Yeah, we're looking we're looking for more That's what I would like. <laughs> we're looking for a better quality product and better performances out of the folks we expect them yes. from. Um and, and that's uh, I think we're gonna start to see that. Week one is always volatile. The first three weeks are always very volatile, particularly in DFS. Stay the course. If you had a miserable week one in DFS, everyone week, did. But we all did Almost take everyone. week two off or pull back a little bit. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna wager about the same amount um and just stay with it. Uh, FanDuel yeah. is doing a promotion where you can win a trip to London if you, you oh, know, play the next couple weeks. So that's always there. So I remember, don't do the big pools with like you know, four hundred thousand people in it, or unless it's single entry. Right, right. I did a single entry pool this week and just missed the cast line. Just missed it by like six points. Yeah. Which again, Goodwin gets a so call the ones back, that so. multiple entries. Yes, don't because do those. some guy is putting twenty of the exact same lineup in, and he is gonna knock you out. He's yes. going to cash in the last 20 spots, and you're going to be like, son of a... So, uh, final reminders, please, wherever you listen to us, leave us a review. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, FignutsDFS.com. I've got an article up right now on on uh, week two Thursday and where we went wrong in week one and what we got right in week one as well. Oh, I know what we're forgetting. Really Uh-oh. quick. Yeah. Projections from the past. So it's Wednesday night where we are right now. We're recording yep. on Wednesday. This comes out Friday morning. Yep. What happens on Thursday night? Projections from the past. You were right last week. The Chiefs beat the Patriots. See I was that? wrong. So what do you got for us this week? Uh, the Bengals win by three. Bengals win by three. Yes, and the final score is going to be something absurd like, you know, 11 to 13 or 14. <laughs> okay, here's my projection. One of the... Wide receivers from the Bengals mm-hmm. has an absolute breakout game, at least 100 yards, at least one touchdown, and that player's name is not Eifert or Green. Okay, there it is. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna call the Texans to win the game by about four, but that's my my bold prediction is that come Friday morning, one of those three names, LaFell, Boyd, or Ross, is going to be the new hot name out there. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. FignutsDFS.com for our articles. Uh, at FignutsDFS on Twitter. Please tweet us. We do like interacting with you guys. Uh, we're also the Football Fignuts on Facebook. And you can email us at uh, Fignuts at gmail.com. I am Britt. I'm Craig. Enjoy week two, and we'll see you soon.
Bantering Take Two. Indeed. See, this is why, in our debate yesterday about artificial intelligence, yep. why the machines will always need us, at least at first. <laughs> at first. At first, and then they kill us all. Well, yeah, once they've got it perfected, they'll kill us all because it's then like... they can replicate. But until that point, <laughs> someone has to tell the computer what to think, and then when it starts thinking, we're fucked. <laughs>